Welcome to the Marketing Foundations podcast, hosted by Dr. Sandy Luck, professor of marketing at the University of North Dakota, entrepreneur, owner of Bully Brew Coffee, and proud bulldog mama. I'm your co-host, Brad Schmidt, and we're both very glad you're joining us as Dr. Luck endeavors to expand your understanding of the basic concepts, ideas, and application of marketing in an ever-changing marketplace. So be ready to listen fast, because as always, there's a lot to talk about in today's episode. Welcome once again to uh, the Marketing Foundations podcast. I'm Brad Schmidt. I'm Sandy Luck. And we're going to talk about dog poop. We are. (laughs) (laughs) We just spent like five minutes talking about dog poop. This is so interesting. You have dogs. I I have cats. My cats throw up on the carpet. Don't usually poop on the carpet. They're pretty good about that. But once in a while, they'll throw up on the carpet. Um, but there is a story that's called the poopocalypse, the poop catastrophe, and all of these things. And we bring this up because this week for the marketing podcast, we're going to talk about advertising. Mm-hmm. And there's a great story that is hilariously funny that started on Facebook way back in 2016 that ended up changing the the direction of an entire R&D development company or R&D department of a company that makes robotic vacuum cleaners. Where do we even start with this story? Yeah. Well, so let me, let me say, so one of the things that I've talked to students about recently is with marketing, honestly, you are constantly learning. You need to be listening Mm. to the trends. You need to be watching whether it's YouTube or paying attention to podcasts, just seeing what's going on. Because what we're going to teach you, even in Marketing 305, everything is going to continue to evolve and change. So watching what's happening is awesome. So I'm constantly listening to, I love podcasts, so I'm listening to podcasts. And about a week ago, there was a podcast on one of my favorite channels that talked about the Roomba. And so I learned a little bit about this company, kind of dug a little bit deeper, and that's just because sometimes I get interested in something like this. And I have been interested in the Roomba. I do not have one, so this is not right. a promotion for right. Roomba at all. <laughs> and, but if they pick it up, woohoo, we'll take I've, it. I was going to say, I've thought about them because oh, yeah. of this story. Oh, okay. Well, that's even cooler. Yeah. So the Roomba, it, it comes from iRobot, yeah. and that company sounds like it was created by the founder 30 years ago, and he's still involved, which I think that's exciting. So if you think about this particular company, it's obviously a technology company with robots, right. but then also understanding that one of its main products is the is the Roomba. Well, we talk about this in class all the time. With advertising, you want to promote something, and generally we think of the dollar sign, so we're going to have to pay money to get the word or message out there. And we start off with a goal. What is your goal to how to promote this particular product or service? And I think a lot of times advertisers, marketers, and maybe in the past, maybe not as much now, but in the past thought about what are the features? What are the great things that make this particular product better than others what or better are the than specs? right what are what are better than the competitors right but the challenge is make it a story and i've heard the word storytelling in marketing podcasts probably for the last year just over and over and over and this totally resonates with me because i think about how roomba has actually created a story about this 
So when I was looking at this, I was telling Brad that here is an opportunity for a company to tell this story, and that's exactly what they've been doing with their new their new Roomba. The J seven, I think, is what the J seven. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I don't know what the other ones are, but maybe I J one through yeah yeah yeah, yeah maybe I don't know maybe I wonder what the J stands for. Anyways, won't go there. But you know, it's and it's great. Why do people purchase a Roomba? Obviously, it must do a good job. I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. I'm kind of, I might go out and buy one, and then I'll report back and tell you what happened. But you know, like it obviously does a good job. It picks up dog hair. Right. Um. It cleans by itself. So I don't have to do it. You know, there's lots of different, um, and it gets to the corners. I think it talks about that. Yeah, how the how it gets in with the mm-hmm. little sweeper thing and all that. Right, bit. right. And it does wood floors as well as carpet. Yeah. But the story that they br- bring into play right now with this new one is that they have new technology. Right. So you share the story about this guy who, the reason why they probably have the new technology. So the story comes from a guy, that it, it dates back to um, 2016. And in, interestingly enough, there's some personal connections to this story. I don't know him personally, but this story was posted on my son's 15th birthday in 2016, the the exact day, and it was posted out of Little Rock, Arkansas, which is a long story that I can't get into right now. But he, this guy named Jesse Newton has a puppy named Evie, and the puppy poops on the floor in his house early in the middle in the morning, in the, in the middle of the night, after sometime after midnight. Well, they had their their Roomba set to vacuum the house at 1.30 a.m. while they were sleeping. So they didn't have to deal with it during the day. They didn't have to worry about it getting in the way of whatever Obviously they were doing. Obviously, it's quiet. Right. Yeah. So they're quiet. And so at some point between midnight and 1.30, the dog poops on the floor. Well, the Roomba finds the dog poop and literally drags it throughout the entirety of his upstairs, of his the floor of his house. So gross. And it is all inside the Roomba. It is all over the floor. He even had it added a helpful graphic where he drew out a picture where all the poop went around the underneath the sofa around the, it ruined the carpet. It destroyed the Roomba. Because he ended up, he tried to clean it, you know, because it's a $400 vacuum cleaner, right? Right, right. And he didn't want to just throw it in the trash. So he tried to clean it and it didn't work. And it, it's it's this, and he's, it, the guy's hilarious. His his writing is fantastic. And, and it just gets you in. He tries to shampoo the carpet. That didn't work. Ruin, like I said, ruin the carpet. And finally, the story ends with the Roomba dying. It, you know, a whirl and a, he says a whirl, a boop and a hiss. And then it died. A, what he says is, is a poopy death in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) He said, but you had hoped that maybe the Roomba gods would have mercy on you. (laughs) And it didn't come to be. So the good news was in the end, the, the company that makes the Roomba warrantied it. They replaced it, and his his endorsement of the company says he, he says they offered to replace it. So he said they're replacing the Roomba that ran over dog poop and then died a poopy, watery death in the bathtub by no fault of their own. So mad props to and, and the company. I think the the parent company is Hamaker Schlemmer. I think is how it's pronounced. He said if you're buying anything expensive and they sell it, I recommend buying it from them. 
And so that was kind of where the story ended. But now here we are five years on down the road in 2021, and Roomba has come out with a new version of their vacuum. With that, a poop promise. That, that promises to avoid... <laughs> dying a watery, poopy death in the bathtub. And they've got some great advertising that goes along with it. Right. And the dog and the and they actually use your favorite dog, a mm-hmm. bulldog, in the video or in the commercial. And so it's such a brilliant story and such a well done thing. But this post saw three hundred and sixty thousand shares. It's crazy. And had to a reach had to be in the millions of people that it reached. And so but yeah, that's where this has now come where they've used this story that could have been a, a very damaging story. Absolutely. Because I'm not buying some piece of machinery that's going to ruin my thousands of dollars worth of carpet, that's going to ruin the machinery itself, and all because I have a dog <laughs> that had an accident. And think about how many of us midnight. have dogs right. that have accidents. Yep. I mean, it's very yeah, common. I have, I have cats. Like, say, they, they would, I wonder you know, if it would find cat puke. I would assume so. It's got to be the same. I mean, it's well, cat. Is cat puke the same as dog? Well, I mean, it's, this it's, is a different it's, conversation it's, for a different time. It, it's, squirrel. It's, I get. I mean, it's biological material of some sort. So, so I, I guess where I'm going with this is, I think that we should take a little bit of a note from you know the iBot company or Roomba, yeah, and say how did they do this? I mean, they took this situation. I mean, that was. Five years ago. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But I'm guessing, and I don't know, I'm well, not it takes technology. Some time, I would yeah, assume to, to do develop the, R&D. the technology. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how does a robot detect poop? Poop, as <laughs> opposed to uh, a squeaky toy sure. just laying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, like a clump of dirt. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, some a piece of mud that came off yeah, your shoe or something yeah, like that. It's going to pick up. I don't yeah. know. So, anyway, that's, amazing. that's way over the top right. of my head. And I don't really know if I want to learn that stuff. But you think about how that is so interesting and the fact that now, you know, we can tell the story, but it starts with this funny story, which I'm sure was not funny to the marketers or the CEO or the founder of yeah. Roomba because they were like, oh my gosh, how do we take care of this? Yeah. And think about how much advertisement. This was just by this guy's story. Yeah, bad advertisement, not good. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, because Roomba will ruin your carpet, and Roomba will destroy itself, and all of these things because the robot's just not smart enough. Right, and so much for robot vacuuming. You're just going to have to go buy a Dyson. Yeah, which is their direct competition. Exactly, and do it yourself, which is why you would buy a Roomba because so that you don't have to do it yourself. So. Anyways, going back to talking about stories, yes, they took the story. They obviously did their their research and found how to improve this particular product. But instead of coming out and actually giving us the details of how they did this, and besides telling us that there's a little camera, they actually brought it into a story. So they started telling us the story of, you know, the poop promise and how um, – I can't remember what the dog's name, but the bulldog was actually talking, you know, yeah. in this commercial. And I think that that's important because that, that again, goes back to what is your goal 
and your goal might not always be to describe the features of the product or the service. It might be be able to tell a story about and, the product. Yeah, and that story is going to probably lead into a purchase or conversion rather than just, oh, you know, it's better than the Dyson. Like, right. tell me about why I am interested in it. And I think one of the things that you said when we were talking about this is every time you walk by one yes. in the store. Yep. You think about I it. I think of this story every time, every single time. If I go to Lowe's or Target or whatever, and I see the Roomba, uh, I, I think of this story, and I get a little bit of a chuckle. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, I would guess that if how they were advertising and just telling you the benefits and the features, you probably would not even right. pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, because I've got the stick vacuum because we have a fairly small house and we don't do it. And my kids are grown, so I don't have a whole lot of vacuuming to do anyway. I love to vacuum. Really? Yeah. yeah. Something's wrong with you. I know, but I, I call it therapy. Actually, my Brad will tell me when he sees the all the vacuum lines all the time. He's yep. like, "What's going on?" <laughs> do you do you have you ever thought about not just the room, but have you thought about getting the central vacuum system installed in your house? No, that's too much money. Yeah, they're, they're too cheap for that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I hear you. I, and I, I can't blame you. Like I said, I like to vacuum. That's probably one reason why I wouldn't get the Roomba. Because how am I going to get yeah, my therapy? How you, yeah, how do you how do you get your? Yeah, I don't that's know. A good point. <laughs> so I wish they made one for your lawn. I didn't have to mow the oh lawn. Oh my gosh, yes, a lawn that's genius. Hey, for those of you over at uh, iRobot, get on that. Yes, <laughs> get your R and D people up. There, that has to be that has to be a thing, doesn't it? Uh, you would hope. I mean, Somebody's got to be. If doing you that. can do it re- well, the problem is if if the if the Roomba like bumps into your cat. Or your dog, it's going to be fine. It'll just turn directions and go the other way. If your lawnmower runs into your cat or your dog, that's a whole Ooh. different mess. Yeah. So I would assume there's oh. probably some safety issues danger, there. Danger, danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea, though. One of the little neighborhood kids running through the yard. Oh, yeah, sad. you don't want that. Okay. Yeah. So maybe no. Let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> we'll let's, go away from that. Yeah. But so, yeah, advertising. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so let's just think of all the different ways that Roomba has advertised this particular storyline. So I saw a video with the bulldog. Yep. We, You saw something on Facebook. You said, yep. I'm sure there's commercials out there. Yes. There's probably a Google banner that they've put out there about the Roomba. The and, poop promise. Yeah, the poop promise. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. And... um. You know, I'm sure there's even us talking about this, right? Yeah, just the word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And the story itself is something that people can talk about and And, laugh about. And speaking of advertising with word of mouth, that we consider oftentimes we think of that as free, right? It's just good that somebody's talking. But it's not free, right? Like if I go to your coffee shop or I go to Billy Bob's store or whatever, and I have a good experience... That did cost you something as a as a retailer mm-hmm. to get me to tell people about it. it. It's not really free. It can be very powerful, but this is kind of a word of mouth thing as well. But yeah. there is a maybe a hidden cost there, or am I maybe uh, thinking well, through that you're too probably, hard? You're kind of thinking a little hard, but that's okay. okay. That's okay because okay, there is a cost because the cost would be you have to have good service to go talk to people. However. You could also talk to people if there's bad service. Right. So, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I think it could be either way. But when you think about, when you talked about it at first, I thought, yeah, there is a cost because 
yesterday I just had a guest speaker talk about influencers Mm. and that's going to be a cost. So, and they do use influencers. I remember her talking about that during the podcast. And so there's probably some famous person who uses the Roomba and it goes into the storyline. I've seen people doing TikToks about their Roomba Mm -hmm. and I don't know if they were necessarily sponsored ads, but I have seen it. So, and it doesn't always have to be a sponsored ad to be an influencer. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing that I've seen Roomba do or the iRobot people do is is you've seen the video of like cats riding on them. Yes. The, all kinds of these. And I saw they actually made a commercial of the of them kind of mm-hmm. amalgamated all of those videos together and said, you know, if you're worried about your pets being scared or if you're worried about your pets being hurt by the Roomba, don't worry. And they were talking about it. You know, there was like a yes. voiceover and there was all these little clips of the video. And there's the one of the cat in the little shark outfit mm-hmm. riding yes, on the Roomba. There's one that. of a, like, I think a little French bulldog riding on the Roomba. And it was just a bunch of these clips. And it was, the the message was, don't worry, your pets will be fine. In fact, they'll probably pretty much, they'll like it right. quite a bit. So. so again, just kind of following that same storyline that they're trying to promote the Roomba and... Yes, there's features to it that people might not like, and they're describing it in a way that is funny or humorous that we're going to probably talk about later. And remember, it'll be in our mind thinking about that goofy, goofy cat. Yeah. With the, was it a cat? It was a little cat yeah. with a shark outfit on, yeah. a little shark costume mm-hmm. on, yeah, riding on a Roomba. Yeah. And, and even if it wasn't a Roomba, if it was some knockoff brand, it was still a Roomba. Yeah. Right? I well, mean, that's because that's- Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't buy whip topping. You buy Cool Whip, right? And it doesn't matter what brand you buy; it's Cool Whip. It's Cool Whip, and you don't Band-Aids. buy you don't buy bandages. You buy band aids. You don't buy facial tissue. You buy Kleenex. Yeah, this yeah. is the same conversation we have during branding. Yeah, but well, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So okay, so advertising—that's one of the one of the the major pieces of advertising—is yeah. finding the story in the product. Is, right. is that is that kind of the the key to successful advertising? Just finding the story? Well, so, okay, let me go back. So remember, advertising is part of the promotional mix. Yes, because that's where all of this started. Last yes. week we talked about the promotional mix. Yep, so, so this yeah. is this is the first one that we're talking about. And I would say successful advertising does come from storytelling. And I, again... I don't remember ever talking about this when I was in college. So maybe it was, maybe it was, and I just didn't listen. <laughs> but I think that that does create a successful advertisement because you can create a slogan. Your goal is to get the message out there, the brand out there. Probably your goal, obviously, is to increase sales. Right. But to increase sales, you're going people to- People have to know that you have a product. Exactly. And you're going to pay people to pay attention to what it is. And again, not just the features. And I know I'm like beating that to death right now. But I think that that's really important because a lot of times new marketers, that's what they do. They go out and they promote, why am I better, you know, than the competitors? Mm. I hear that all the time. Why are you better than your competitors? I'm not going to talk about my competitors because I'm sure they're great. Right. And I'm sure there are things that I do better, but let me tell you about my product and how it makes you feel, yeah. how, you know, you're going to walk away, you know, feeling uh, the love of the experience. I mean, just all of these different things of the feeling rather than the benefits. And I, th- I think of my, I think of my laptop purchase. So for years, I was a Mac guy. I, I bought a Mac because I wanted to, I wanted to do the, I wanted to do the whole thing that think differently. I wanted to be a different part of the world and and all of the stuff that Apple 
I, I wanted that experience. I didn't really care about the computer because I knew I, I, I used to work as a tech guy fixing Windows computers. So I knew how to work on them and I wasn't worried about that kind of stuff. But I wanted that being a part of the Apple community, right? And, and that's over, how they promote it. Yeah, absolutely they do. And and over the years, I now my most recent purchase was I finally got rid of my Mac and went to a, a PC again, but I went with Linux because I I've moved past the feeling part of that. Mm-hmm. Like now well, you have the education. You have yes, the knowledge. I of needed it. a I needed a specific machine that did a specific task and all that. So I didn't care about the feeling of that. But when I bought my watch, I bought a smart watch a while back, I got it for my birthday, I went and did all kinds of research and I went, Ooh, that's the one I want because I can do like cool stuff for my job and I can feel important and I can feel productive and I can feel healthy and all of those sorts of things. But I, they all did the same thing. They all had the same specs. They all were, you know, they all had the timer. They all had the heartbeat monitor and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted the one that made me look cool. I wanted the one that made me feel cool you do look and all cool. of those <laughs> <laughs> and all of those things. Like it was, it was absolutely about the feeling, and yeah. it was not about the specs at all. So think about this, and I, I hope I'm not putting myself on the spot with this, but think about how many people have an iPad or an Apple computer or or a laptop or the phone, the watch or the phone, yep. and. <laughs> they have it because it's an Apple, yep. but they don't know how to use it. They right. don't know what the features yeah. are, but they have an yeah. Apple. Yeah, I, I well, don't know. And, I think about and that. They, I mean, you see these, you see these websites and the the blog posts all the time about the top ten hidden features of your iPhone, whatever. And I look at them and go, those aren't hidden. They're right out front. It's just that nobody knows about them. No, because yeah. they're they don't they're really ex- care. They 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 want, and we've talked about this before. They want to other people to know that they have an Apple. Exactly. That's why if you notice on like on my phone, I have the uh, I have a Samsung S twenty one. I just got it because my phone died. You can't see any logos on my phone mm-hmm. anywhere. Because nobody cares if you have an S21. I'm surprised that, you know, because I do have an Apple. You have an iPhone? Yeah, I and have an And most iPhone. of the cases, now yours is a, is yours is different. It and does. this is why I brought mm-hmm. this up. Most of the cases have a cutout on the back so you can see the they Apple do. logo. Yeah, and mine doesn't because I was just thinking about that. Yep. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, the, yours is the exception. Most of the Apple phone cases, and if you next time you go to the store, you'll see this. You know why? There's a cutout so you can see the Apple logo because people want to know that you have an Apple. Yes. Do you know why, though? I probably don't, and you could probably figure this out. I'm too cheap. <laughs> this is probably the generic. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that's, that's you know, and, and this is the same with, that's why people get so upset about the, the and your competitor, that's why people get so upset about mm-hmm. the Starbucks Christmas mm-hmm. cup. Right. People, you, if you don't know that I'm drinking Starbucks, how are you know that I'm better than yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you don't know that I've got an iPhone, how are people going to know that I'm better than you? That's what yeah. it comes down to. Now I feel bad, but Oftentimes. okay. <laughs> well, but you at least you at least have the I cover my nose. Nobody knows that you have an Apple. But. Well, it's kind of like, you know, this is interesting. And I just had this conversation with somebody. And again, I might be outing myself on this, but for the longest time, I drove a Mercedes. Yes. And I loved the Mercedes. I, 
my brother drove it. He told me, you know, it's a great car. Uh, this is a weird uh, benefit, but you don't have to change your miles for 10,000 right. miles, which I loved because I don't like that stuff. Yeah. But it felt good inside, like comfortable. Yeah. But I am kind of a humble person. I come from the North Dakota nice yeah. you know, area, and that's just who I am. Yeah. And so I really had a hard time some, you know, telling people that I had a Mercedes. Well, people automatically assume if you've got that, that, that Mercedes badge mm-hmm. on the front that it's this million dollar car and you're and it's not and you're flaunting yeah it's not like you weren't driving a you weren't driving a, a brabus no. edition of the g-wagon that's no, I was not. 280 no. grand or whatever they no. are brand new in fact my car was actually probably cheaper than some of the chevys and yes. fords that were out there but yep. people don't pay attention to that because they pay attention to the brand it was the reason why i got rid of it really yes and i Again, I think about this often because I talk about branding. I talk about how it makes you feel. And, you know, it can also go the other way where Mercedes made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling that people thought I was snooty because I'm not snooty. Right. Try not to be. No, I don't think you are. (laughs) So, you know, you think about that and you go, okay, I don't want people to have that perception of me. And so that brand actually was one that I chose to get rid of for that mm. particular reason. I think, you know, again, I think that goes back to the story of how Mercedes has put itself as a very high quality top end vehicle. However, again, there's Fords, there's, you know, yeah. Chevys that cost just as much and they it, could really tell tell you the story that they're higher a end. A brand new loaded Toyota Sequoia, their big SUV. 90 grand yeah. for a Toyota. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, way more right? expensive. And I and I've talked about this before and and to come back to the whole advertising discussion. I talked about this before when I was younger. I was looking at buying, you know, you could buy a brand new and Pontiac doesn't exist anymore. You could buy a brand new Pontiac um, Bonneville, kind of their top of the line for about $38,000. Or I could go across the street to the BMW dealership and buy a, a a mid-range BMW 3 whatever, 320 mm-hmm. whatever, and have better quality, nicer car, more comfortable for about $32,000, actually cheaper than a Pontiac Bonneville. And and so the, you ran into that, though, that, oh, you're driving a Beamer. Mm-hmm. You're one of those guys. Mm-hmm. You're one of those snobby whatever and so yeah it it certainly plays into it so to bring this all back to the advertising discussion if you're advertising the product there you have to consider does this product make me feel good does it make me feel snooty is that what i want exactly do i want people to know that i'm better than you because i drive a bmw drink a starbucks and have an iphone Yeah. You know, and if that's what you want, well, then. Well, and, and it so maybe for, comes so geographically, yeah. you know, because when I talked to my brother about this who lives out in Colorado, he said people want to have those yeah. cars because you want to be known that, you know, yeah. you do have the money. And so it maybe it's a geographical thing, which we talked about in segmentation. All of this oh, yeah, comes yeah. together. Isn't All that so cool? All comes back to marketing, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, with advertising, along with anything else, get to know your customer Understand, you know, think about how Roomba, go back to Roomba, they had to listen to their customer talk about the dog poop, what the problem was, how to solve it. They had to think about how their customer thought before they could actually put all yeah. of this together. So, well, and and how how damaging, as we said, how damaging would it have been if the last line was not, "Hey, they replaced it for free," but 
They, they it ruined my carpet. It cost me three thousand or whatever dollars to replace the carpet. The the vacuum cleaner was ruined, and so now I own a mm-hmm. Dyson Animal. So you've go shoot if you're gonna yeah. go buy a vacuum cleaner, don't worry about the Roomba because it sucks mm-hmm. because it's gonna ruin your carpet. Go buy a Dyson instead. That's an entirely different marketing Absolutely. story, right? Just because of that one little thing. So, yeah, it really is about leveraging advertising for your favor and uh, yeah. you and know. paying attention to your customers of what they're saying. Yeah. So anything else we need to know about advertising before we, uh, we no, wrap this I think up? next step is sales promotion. Sales pro- Oh, this is this is discounts. This is yep. all Coupons, of the fun stuff. Coupons, all yeah. that good stuff. All right. And that's what we're talking about next episode. We're talking about next episode. Right. We'll do that in just a few moments. Thank you again, Sandy. We'll or in a few weeks or next week or whatever it is. Actually, we might do. We might need to release two this week to get caught up. I know. I think we're behind. Yeah. All the right. Students well, are waiting. We'll uh, we'll do it again. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Okay.